Welcome to The Network, our attempt at creating a modern podcast version of the Negro Motorist Green Book. If you don't know anything about the Green Book, I invite you to Google it. With each interview, we are building a network of talented professionals that you can reach out and touch. Every episode is an invaluable resource for black people living in and traveling through America. Subscribe to The Network. You may need it. I had a family member who actually hit me up. I said, hey, I want you to do these shoes for me. Can you, can you paint them? I'm like, okay, yeah, I think I can paint them. It was the bubblegum harachis. Uh, my cousin, uh, she hit me up, asked me to do it. I'm like, okay, cool. She paid me, whatever. So I got the shoes. And I, at this point, I really didn't know how to customize the shoes. To be honest with you, I didn't. So I knew the basic stuff, like how to prep the shoe. I prepped the shoe. And once I started painting, it just felt like I've been doing it for so long. So once I painted it, did it up, I posted it on social media, and that's when it went crazy. Uh, people was like, "Bro, I need you to do more. I need you to do a pair of shoes for me. You do a pair of shoes for me." So I'm like, "Yeah." So when I started getting into drawing the characters on the shoes, that's when it really went crazy, and that's when I found out, okay, this is something I need to do. I was able to combine my love for kicks and my old love of art. To, to shoot and it went it went great tonight's guest is charles cannon of illustrious souls so we got something for all you sneakerheads tonight really looking forward to this conversation with this brother i want everybody to welcome to the network Charles Cannon. Charles, how you doing, man? I'm good, boss. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. All right, so we we don't waste any time, man. We like to dive right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Charles Cannon? Uh, I'm Charles Cannon. I'm from, I'm from Houston, Texas. Uh, went to school in Houston up to my junior high years. Uh, relocated to Angleton in around 2006. Did my high school years there. Um, my mother's from Houston. My dad's from Rochane. Uh, people who don't know who Roche, where Rochane is, that's about 30 minutes from, from Houston, 15 minutes from Pearland. Uh, that's the country area. It's where all the country folk at. You know, you, you want to do something you can't do in the city, you go to the country. So Yeah, um, Ro- Rochane is out there. I got a partner who live out there. I've been to his house one yeah. time. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, not too many street lights down here either. So after six o'clock, it get dark. Whatever you ain't do during the daytime, over with. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Okay. <laughs> so you went to high school at Angleton. Um, yes, man, how'd you end up in in northwestern Iowa? So first, I, I want to ask you this question: How many black people in northwestern Iowa, and <laughs> are there any good barbers in northwestern Iowa? Man. You know what? I was just talking to my brother about that the other day. Boy, barbers? Nah. There's not too many good barbers uh, in Iowa. We basically, you know, all me and the homies, we would get together. I had some friends from California, you know, other players, uh, some friends from Houston. And we were allowing, you know, them two guys, you know, hey, I need a cut, man. So it wasn't, to answer your question, no. There was no good barbers in uh, in Iowa. They, you know, cut the style of haircuts. We were rocking. Um, and as far as black people, you had, you had very few, 
Uh, you had the guys. Most of them were people from out of state. You didn't have. You didn't see too many uh, African American individuals in that town or from that town. So it was a little. It was a little different for me at first. Um, I got there. Uh, I went there to play football. So after high school, went up to Iowa. I figured I'd go somewhere that was far away from Texas, you know, so I'd better focus more on sports and my grades. I went up there. Was up there for a few years, about two or three years, and I came back home because that <laughs> that weather does something to a Texas boy up there. And not only that, it was the culture for me. Um, it was something I had to get used to, you know, like you know, you used to you used to having things at home, but when you go to a state like that, I'm not gonna say that area is bad. It's not. Uh, you got some good people, but you also had that side of people that you knew about, you know. The, yeah. the primitive people, you know, they try to act like they for you, but really they, they not. But just, just to, you know, be in that and, and being from Texas, it was real different for me. And no, I'm not. I'm just to clarify that area was not bad, but you did have a lot of people who tried to, you know, act like they for you, but they they weren't. So that was one of the reasons I did come back home, and it was very depressing as well. So I had to come back to Texas, man. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a long way, man. That's that's a long way from Texas. So you end up getting a degree in chemical technology. Now I'm just gonna be real with you, man. I don't know what that is. <laughs> what what is that? Well, I got a degree in uh chemical technology. Some people know it as Bachelor of Applied Science, a degree in applied science. Okay. It really is it's like uh it prepares you for uh it focuses on, you know, being it, it let me see how I wanna say this. It focus on the basic things in the in the chemical plant, like as far as like uh, how to operate, you know, you know the plants, troubleshooting problems. So basically, what I do is now is uh, I'm a chemical operator, so I make like your your everyday chemicals that you use in everything. Like I worked in epoxy resin blocks, uh, where they're responsible for making everything that you know uh, uses epoxy resins uh, from the you know, the coding that goes in the motherboards of computers, uh, stuff like that. We make, uh, man, all kinds of stuff that go in medicines, wrappers for goods, as far as, like, snacks and stuff like that. So that's what I'm into, and I'm in, the, in like, the distillation area now of the chemical plant. So uh, it's pretty good. It's something I want to get into, and actually I got into it because of my mother. My mom wanted to go to school for chemical engineering, and um, she also wanted to be in that line of work. Uh, I didn't know what it was coming out of high school. I just wanted to go play ball. I just didn't want to get in the league, stuff like yeah. that. And then when I lost the love for that again, I just, you know, thought about something I wanted to do, and I couldn't find it at the time. But I remember my mom, she said it was like a good field to go in. You can make plenty of money, you know, you can provide for your family. And that. so that's what I did. I pursued it, and I actually ended up loving it. So I owe that um, to my mom, really. So I can't take okay. all that. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. So, um, I know you you talked about uh, growing up. You know, you like to draw. You mentioned some, some things like that. Um, but how does a, a kid from Houston, Texas, half of his family's from the country, Rocheron, man? How, how do you end up with a sneaker addiction? How did that happen? I owe that. I owe that. That's another thing I owe to my mom. Uh, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, I grew up in Houston. 
you know, and down there, you know, you always want to have the, you know, the nicest things and stuff like that. But my mom, she was really the the fashion person. You know, my dad, he 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 has some he has some what they call swag. I'm not gonna take that away from pop. But mom, okay. he was just up on all like the, the latest gear, you know, the dopest clothes and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, she would keep me and my little sister, you know, with all like the Chris Webbers. You had your your phone posits, you had your Hardaways and stuff like that. And I didn't really, it it really, I was, you know, I was really into toys at that time. And yeah. well, he brought home the shoes of my favorite player. I started watching Jordan. Like, I can't say I remember when I was three or four because I don't. I was about like seven when I started watching uh, basketball, getting into sports. I seen Michael Jordan play. And for her to come home with a Michael Jordan shoe, man, that was, that was crazy. And it was the, uh, he got game 13s. Oh, uh, actually, okay. You know, I'm grabbing for you right now. I got, I got to grab. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, let's see him. Come on, let's see him. She grabbed these it's for me right for. here. She grabbed these for me right here. Was, he got game thirteen, and when she came yeah. home with a pair of these for me and my sister, man, it was over. I just had to have kicks, kicks, kicks. So um, that's how I got my addiction, man. And, and it got even, even worse as you know, because as I got older. You know, I was a curious kid. I was always into stuff. I was not an inside kid, so it, it that that carried over in the classroom, man. I was always want to. I was antsy, so one of the things she would do, uh, you had good grades, you did good in school, weekly report cards, you did, or you know, what they call the progress reports, and good. She'll go out and get a pair of kicks. And as I got older, foot got big, so I had to get a job, and I just. Just kept it going, man. I had to have sneakers, so that's how that's how my addiction, you know, developed all because of mom. And so you mentioned that you were working at Kroger to feed your addiction. Man, <laughs> yeah, I worked. I worked at Kroger, man, right here in Angleton, not too far from um, well, right there in Angleton, not too far from uh, where our house was. Uh, I think when my size, my shoe size, jumped to that next pay scale, like you know you. The shoes about 80, 90 bucks for about up to a four and a half or a six. When I got into the adult sizes, Pop was like, hey, hey man, you're grown, you almost grown man. Now you gotta start paying for your own kicks. So I went and got a job Kroger my I think it was my sophomore year in high school. And everybody who worked with me there knew, okay, get the kicks. So if I had a day I worked on the weekend, I would arrange some with a coworker, like, hey. She was dropped this morning. I gotta go get. Whatever. They'll see the schedule. Like, hey, Charles, you work Saturday. I know you gotta get some kicks. Oh, you want me to work for you that day? And man, it was the rest of history. I, I was getting a pair of shoes every week. Every week. I okay. So, man, I, I got a couple of questions. I got a couple of questions that I want to ask. So, okay. first question: How many pairs of shoes do you own? <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah. I, don't know, uh, I don't I don't know a definite count. I can't give you a definite count. I got so many. Let's just say if I want to wear shoes, different combo, I could probably for a whole year. For different combinations of shoes and clothes. <laughs> I could if I wanted to. So every calendar day. Every day on the calendar <laughs> for three hundred and sixty five days. That's what you're telling us. Every day for three hundred and sixty five days. You can rock a fresh pair of kicks. Man, I can't give out that number, man. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, so you know, too. We, 
We're just going to say that many. That <laughs> many. Brother got that many. All right, so listen, here's the second thing I want to ask you, man. So Moms brings home the Jordan 13s. Right. You want to school the next day? Yeah, I went to school the next day. I slept in them. <laughs> I went to school. So I, I want to know, man, just kind of like paint this picture for me. Like, did you ride the bus or did you walk to school? What oh, was the reaction like when you showed up with the 13s on? I was going to, I think I was in, I think I was going to, uh, let me see, what school was that? I think I was going to Pope Elementary or, dang, I can't remember my schools around that time. Uh no, Belford Academy. I think I think it was I think it was Belford Academy. Forgive me if I, I forgot the schools wrong. But anyways, uh, I didn't ride the bus. I didn't walk. Thank God, because I, I I couldn't handle all the kids walking on the bus. Uh, my mom she would drop us off at school. So when I went to school, I go to class. And around that time, Jordans were hard to get. They didn't release them as much as they do now. You know, they didn't retro them a lot. And once they sold out, that was it. So. When I would go to school with a pair with the thirteens on, the reaction was crazy. I felt like I was the guy. But it'd be me. I'd probably be the only one in my class that had them on. And do you have kids in other classes who may have them on? So, man, the feeling was crazy. You you made you making me go all the way back. Um, I loved it. You know, every day I go home, I tell my mom, or I look at it like, Mama, thank you for buying me them shoes. Thank you for buying me them shoes. You know, cause mm -hmm. I was a real, you know, I got people saying they love Jordan or they like Jordan. I was really into Jordan. You know, I'll try to catch every game I could. If I didn't, if I wasn't in trouble, wasn't banned from the TV, I'll try to watch every game I could. Like, I just, I just really love kicks. It was just, it's just something about kicks that just, that just got me. I, I, I just can't explain it. But, um, yeah, the experience being the only kid at school or in my class with a Jordan shoe that dropped, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was a great feeling. It just made me want more kicks. Yeah. All right. So I know that the shoe release, you know, the day that the shoes drop, it, it, you know, just watching the news, just, you know, hearing reports, it's like pandemonium, right? Right. So in your opinion, being able to get the shoes on the day that they drop, is it an art or is it more of a science to it? How do you how do you navigate making sure that you get the shoes Man, on the day that they release? Well, I customized kicks. Well, I, I'll take it back. Before I was customizing kicks, uh, when I was in high school, I used to have some buddies who played on the team. They were uh, some upper class, upperclassmen, and they worked at the Foot Locker in town. I was real cool with them, you know, because, you know, I taught kicks. We didn't have too many other dudes talking kicks, you know. And I was that guy who can give them all the info on kicks. I can spot fakes a mile away. So I developed a relationship with them. And they was like, bro, I rock with you. You know your kicks. You know when they dropping. You know what? I rock with you. You know, I work at Foot Locker. So you look out for me, I look out for you. So they would just have me the kicks. They will just hit me up a day before. Hey. I talked to your sister today. Did she tell you? I'd be like, yeah. Or sometimes they just hit me up. Like, hey, bro, the shoe's coming out tomorrow. We got you. Just meet us at the store. And so, you know, I had my Kroger money. You know, I was, I was balling. Yeah. I had a job in high school. I was one of the yeah. few girls that had a job. 
So, you know, I, I give them a little extra for giving me kicks. And before I had my own job, um, I was doing stuff like waiting out in front of the stores. I would do, I was doing that for like a year and a half. Or I would tell a friend, hey, I got to work. I don't want to pass up this money this weekend. Could you go wait in line for me? I'll buy you lunch or breakfast for waiting out there and I'll give you some extra cash. So that was the cool part. And I do miss that. Nowadays, you don't have too many people waiting in line. What they doing is, you know, they online with their bots. You know, I, I don't get too much yeah. in the, They getting all releases, getting all the shoes before they even, they even hit the streets. So I was, I think that was the best part for me was being able to wait in the line to get these kicks. You know, that was, that was a great feeling for me. It's just like, it was something about just waiting out all night, people throwing the football in the street, playing video games, waiting till the morning till the shoe drop. So after that, as I got older, I was like, man, I got a lot of stuff to do. I can't do that no more. So that's when the friends who worked at the sneaker stores looked out for me. And now, fast forward to now, now that I do kicks now a lot, I do kicks a lot, um, I develop relationships with people in the stores. So uh, they see me, they all know me on a first name basis. And I'm going, hey, Charles, what's up? How many shoes you need this week? What are we customizing this week? What you customizing this week? Or they be like, hey, man, shoes drop next week. Do you need them? And I'm like, yeah, I, I need them. But sometimes I get yeah. my wife or, or my siblings, you know, if I don't feel like bothering them, if they're not going to be at work, I get my wife or my siblings, you know, put in an extra ticket for me if they're doing a raffle on the shoe. And, Enjoying this episode so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google, Breaker, Radio Public, or Pocket Casts. Now back to the show. Okay, okay, that's interesting. So, man, let, let, let's talk about the, the customization. You know, you said you customize kicks. So how did, how did you start customizing kicks? You know, and you you know we gotta see a pair. You know, you know we wanna see a pair. I got I got I got I stay so busy. He looking up. He looking up, y'all. Y'all see him looking up, so you know where the kicks at. I got I got I got I wish I had more custom kicks for myself, but like I said, I'd be so busy customizing for other people, I don't really get to customize any for myself but i will this year for sneaker shows i will get into that doing more you know what i'm gonna pull five of them down for you I'm pull about five okay i should have had them out waiting for you uh, you know what i'm just gonna do it like this so man this is like this is a, a whole new world of discovery for me because i'm I, I'm not a sneakerhead. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like, I like nice shoes, but you know, I buy a couple pair, maybe four pair of shoes a year, maybe that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like every six months, I buy two pair. So this is a new world for me, man. So I'm, I'm interested. It's, 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 it's definitely a, a, a great thing to be in, you know, because you got people like one of my dreams is to eventually open up a sneaker store. My ultimate dream is to work for myself full time, and that should be happening soon. Uh, but I want to open a sneaker store where you got people who go in the stores and they want shoes, but when they see a shoe, they be like, man, I want this in a different color. So yeah. my goal is to open my store and do something around there. It, it'd be crazy. I don't want to get all my, give out all my. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't give, don't give the secrets, man. Don't give the secrets. So, um, 
let's see. I, I'll show you the shoes, and then I get into how it came about doing the custom. All right, so one okay. of my favorite heroes, people call him a villain, is uh, Spawn. So I can't show you the right, the left shoe without the right shoe. So this is Spawn right here. This is one of my favorites. This is the uh, okay. This is my Spawn guy right here. No, I, I call these this is the Spawn High Top Forces, or whatever. So you got your Spawn character right there. The okay. strap symbolizes the cape. You got the green for the green eyes. Uh, this uh, yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a lot of attention uh, when I wear these. Um, let's see. A lot of people in this off-white wave. I'm not too much of an off-white guy. I've done a few pair of these. I got a whole bunch of orders to do more of these. I just took a basic Air Force One. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, yeah. And I just basically cut the swoosh off. I make my own leather swooshes, and I, and I put it on the shoe. This is a custom I made. Okay, okay. Stuff like okay. that. Well, I just take a basic shoe that came out. Cut the back off of it, and I turn it into a full organ duck Jordan 5. One of my favorite, my favorite college team. And this had like a yeah. patch on the back. I stripped it off yeah. and put this logo on the back. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. Oh, I, I got to do it for the dads. I got to do it. So now you got that uncle, one of my favorite comedians, Spice Adams. Spice Adams. Yeah. And he always doing this. Cream, cream Biggums. So I got that uh the real master three thousands. That's the charcoal. Yeah. With the fire. <laughs> yeah. Just, I picked up from Academy. I customized it, and I had people want these like crazy for their dad. For um, the grill master three thousand. Next year, yeah, I call them the grill master three thousand. Um, but yeah, to get, to get back to the question, how I, get, how I got into custom, uh, I had a pair of four Oh, yeah, I didn't want to go away. Oh, at that time, they had the price on them. They were pretty high. You know, I could have gone. But I was like, I'd rather just, you know, see if I can have them fixed. So I hit up a couple customizers and asked them, hey, bro, you know, what did it take to fix these or whatever? And they was throwing out some crazy prices, some crazy prices to fix some shoes. And it's understandable. My mom always taught me, don't put a price on another man's work. So, you yeah. know, I did, I did some YouTube and I looked up some stuff and I ordered the stuff from Angelus to fix some shoes. So I ordered the stuff from Angelus. Shout out to Angelus. So if y'all ever hear this, you know, uh, I ordered the stuff to fix the shoe. I ended up being able to repair the shoe. I wore the shoe out one day. I wore it to work. Then after that, I met up with some friends and they was like, uh, bro, them the 10s, what? You bought another pair? I was like, nah, I didn't. And they was like, Nah, you bought another pair. Like, no, I didn't. I just repaired the ones I had. So after that, I was like, man, I wanna, I wonder if I can repair some more shoes. I'm experimenting. So what I did was, um, I posted the shoe. I had a family member who actually hit me up and said, hey, I want you to do these shoes for me. Can you, can you paint them? I'm like, okay, yeah, I think I can paint. It was the bubblegum harachis. Uh, my cousin, uh. She hit me up, asked me to do it. I was like, okay, cool. She paid me, whatever. So I got the shoes. And I, at this point, I really didn't know how to customize the shoe. To be honest with you, I didn't. So I knew the basic stuff, like how to prep the shoe. I prepped the shoe. And once I started painting, it just felt like I've been doing it for so long. So once I painted it, did it up, I posted it on social media. And that's when it went crazy. Uh, people was like, bro, 
I need you to do more. I need you to do a pair of shoes for me. Can you do a pair of shoes for me? So I'm like, yeah. So when I started getting into drawing the characters on the shoes, that's when it really went crazy. And that's when I found out, okay, this is something I need to do. I was able to combine my love for kicks and my old love of art to to shoes. And it went it went great. It, it was rest of history. So you mentioned you posted it on, on social media. So if people are right. looking for you on social media, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Illustrious Souls on Instagram, or you can also find me at uh, Charles Cannon on Facebook or Illustrious Souls on uh, Facebook. Okay, okay, okay. Man, that's good stuff, man. So the love for art, the love for sneakers, that's like a match made in heaven, man. Oh yeah, it's it, it, it just two things I love. It, 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 it was it was a win. Wow, wow, man, that's okay. That's that that's good stuff. All right, so let's let's get to know you just a little bit better, man. We talked about the shoes. We got a chance to see some pairs. We know where to find you on social media. Um, what what is your why? You know what, man? What other than shoes? You you mentioned your shoes, right? Is there anything other than your shoes that you're passionate about? Tell me, tell us, you know, man, what you stand for. What led you, what's leading you to where you are right now and where you're going? Um, what's leading me is, is the drive, you know, to be to be a better individual, to be able to do things and, and give to my son that I didn't get to have growing up as a kid. Yeah, I had a, a great, you know, I had a good life, uh, a good childhood, but I always felt like I wanted, I wanted more. You know, you always see what the other, you know, what the, the rich kids have and stuff like that. And that's what I wanted for my son. Um, my son was born in 2016. You know, uh, before that, it was just me and my wife, Angelica. Uh, great, great, great. That's my baby. I love her to death. Um, I wanted to be able to give her that lifestyle that she didn't have neither. You know, I always wanted to take trips. When I was a kid, I didn't get to take trips. So I was like, man, I got to do something. So it was just me and my wife at first. We had a uh, two-bedroom apartment when we first moved to Texas from college. Uh, you know, it was cool. Around that time, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in my life because everything was sports, sports, sports. So, you know, the thing about some of the old stuff, my mom was telling me that she wanted to do and stuff like that, and seeing other family members, I was like, okay, I think I want to get in this line of work, so I was a contractor around that time, but it's like, I didn't have that motivation to do what I always wanted to do, and I think it was the birth of my son in 2016, uh, Brayden Charles Cannon, that's my boy, that's my, that's my everything right there, when he was born, it was like that motivation I needed, it just came, like, instantly. When I, when I found, actually, when I found out that we was going to have him, that's when I was like, okay, he be here in nine months. So I got nine months to make a change. So yeah. I started applying to the field of work that I wanted to get into. First two months was crazy because, you know, I'm just out of college. I wasn't getting the, the response that I wanted. Um, but the, but the, the blessings started pouring in the day he was born. After that, that's when everything changed. I got the call from the, one of the jobs I applied to uh, that day he was born. And and what's crazy, it, it's crazy because I left the hospital. It, it, this is another thing about shoes. I left the hospital after he was born. 
I had seen some shoes I wanted. Uh, I found them on on the site. A dude said he'll meet up with me. We can make this change. So I was on my way to get the shoes. Uh, I was leaving the hospital, uh, and I got the call from the place that I applied to, and I'm just so overwhelmed with joy. I'm going crazy that actually I was supposed to been hit by 18 with a truck that day. Uh, but I don't know how I missed it. I missed the truck, and I was, I was supposed to hit the uh, a column to the the freeway. One of the uh, let me see, one of the uh, the deals that hold up the freeway. One of the support beams. I was actually okay. I, I boarded the eighteen wheeler, and I was actually headed straight for that beam. I was just so overwhelmed. I wasn't paying attention, and I don't know how, but I end up going to the right of that support beam. I didn't do it. I don't remember making that change. I, yeah. At that moment, I felt like, okay, this is crazy. I think that was a blessing. I think God had his hands on me because I didn't make no that doubt. move to avoid no that, that support. So after that, I just cried because this lady on the phone with me, hey, Charles, I want to offer you the job. I said, can you give me a moment? I was just in tears. I was going crazy. My mind was going crazy. And I didn't realize I had the lady on the phone for 20 minutes on hold. <laughs> so, like I say, that day was the day my life changed. And I always I wanted more. So, you know, that drive, like I say, that drive came. I was pushing, pushing, pushing. And, and I ended up getting to the sneaker business. And I felt like, okay, this is how I'm going to leave my leave a legacy for my, for my boy. You know, and at the same time, dude, I love to be able to give him that life that I always wanted to have, that life for my wife and my boy. So that's what really, that's what drives me, those those two. And, you know, mm-hmm. also be able to do for my sibling as well. I got I got more siblings. Like, <laughs> I got more younger brothers and younger sisters who look up to me as well. So I want to be able to take care of them and my family. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, man, you might need to, if you haven't already, two things. Have you customized a pair of kicks for your son? Oh, champ. Oh, absolutely. I, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. I, oh that, that was a must. I had to. I think Already. I customized. I gave him a pair of shoes, right? Yeah, I customized. I had to. He loved Pikachu Pokemon, so I had to build him a pair of those. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, man, you might need to customize a pair. I, I'm, you know, I'm listening to you talk, and I'm like, man, what, what if this brother customized a pair to to kind of etch in stone that that day, the day your son was born, the man. day that you should have been an accident but didn't happen. Man, you, 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 I got that. I had that idea in my brain for so long. But like I say, I'm so busy doing customs for, for customers. Like I don't have that time, you know, to finally get yeah. to what when I time is right. But I'm going to set that time aside. Just believe. I, I'm trying to knock out orders before December. And then have that time, you know, to do stuff for for me, my wife. And I also want to do a pair for the lady who actually responsible for all this, my mom. So it, it's, it's there. It's coming. So. Okay, man, that's what's up. That's what's up. All right, man, let's keep this thing rolling. Charles, okay. what keeps you up at night, man? <laughs> Other than my son, kicks. <laughs> I'm always, I can't, I can't sleep, man. It's. Like, I have a job that I have to be on. Well, I used to be on. I used to do shift work. Now I'm back on training. Uh, so I have to be on work during the days from 6 to 4. 
Uh, so actually, I need to be leaving my house at maybe five, five. But I still come home after I spend my time with him, put him to bed. You know, at the time my wife, I get in the kicks. But sometimes I won't be, I won't stop working until maybe four in the morning, and I got an hour to get ready for work. Wow. I mean be that deep in the kids because like I said I love it so much I'm always looking at something to do or I just recently bought a, uh, a pen display so now I can get all these ideas out of my head well I have my iPad first but I have so many ideas in my head now that I'm able to so when I'm not customized kicks I'm always uh, drawing up the next idea for a shoot but yeah it's, it's kicks other than my son or or it's kicks. Kicks keep me yeah. up. Like, yeah. I just got to do it. Because I yeah. love it. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Man, that's a... Yeah, bro. That's something else. Yeah. But I, I get it, though. That's 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 how I am with with basketball. You know, I'm, I'm like, man, put it in an IV and just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? Hey, do that. I'm, I'm, I'm a basketball junkie, so I get it, man. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Right, so we, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, man. So this segment right here, this is where we talk about recommended books, music, and podcasts. So tell us. Okay. I, I got an idea. I got an idea. I'm looking at your questionnaire, and of course it makes perfect sense. But what are your recommended reads, man? What are your recommended reads? Reads, I would recommend this book right here. It's by it's by it's a it's a memoir on the guy who actually started Nike. Uh, I can't wait to get into it. It's, it's a memoir from Phil Knight. I'm a big sneaker guy, and my wife makes fun of me because you know I haven't picked up a book since high school, and I was like, man, I really want to see what you know made this guy want to start one of the biggest companies in the world, and like iconic company. So I was figured, why not get read this book? So I purchased this book last week. Well, two weeks ago, can't wait to get into that. I'm so busy, uh, and also the art and science of uh, of respect by Jay Prince, one of the legends from Houston. So, and I okay. like his drive. I like the way he, you know, conducts business. I I just like like that drive he had, you know, to leave a legacy for his family. So I figured, why not go and read up on it? You know, a guy like that. Um, I would say them my two reads. I'm not going to sit up here and act like I read books all the time because I don't. I'm just really getting yeah. into it. I tell you what, man. The Shoe Dog, I had brother named Rod Hinton, who uh, he's the chief visionary officer for Dopaholics International. That was mm-hmm. one of his recommended reads. Um, and then Jay Prince's book, man. I know a lot of brothers who who have recommended those. Now I haven't read either one of them yet, but I'm building my book. I'm building my library based on the recommendations of of my podcast guests, man. So I'm gonna be reading. I'm gonna be a lifelong reader just from doing this podcast. Man. So, man. what you listening to, man? What kind of music you listening to? Me, uh, I, I I listen to all kind of music. Some days I might feel like I need that that pick me up. I go to the old school music. Like I grew up just to a lot of old school. Uh, if, if it wasn't pop listening to something, it was Granny. So Granny, I listen to Al Green, Isaac Hayes. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm into stuff like that. 
So I, a lot of people be like, man, you a, you a youngster with an old soul. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, man, I just like, it. just something about old school music. And then, yes, I do listen to music, you know, from my, from my era. I do listen to, I like a lot of, um, I listen to some Wayne. I listen to some Jay-Z. I listen to some Fab, the Fabulous. Um, I listen to a little bit of the new stuff, you know. I don't really get into too much of the new stuff. Uh, yeah. Actually, that's my boy right now making that noise. Sorry. Uh, I'll listen to some country music. You know, I'm from the country. We out here, people out here ride tractors. You know, yeah, someday yeah. they want to run a hood car and drink some beer. So I'll listen to some country music. Uh, I will listen to some gospel music. Like sometimes on Sundays, I'll be in here working. You know, I might put on some John P. Key. You know, I might put on some Kirk Franklin. Some some Fred Hamilton, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I listen to just about any kind of music. I, I the only one I haven't really tapped into a lot is the jazz music. So okay, who's your favorite artist? Favorite artist of all time? My favorite artist of all the time. You talking about music? Yeah, music. So if you had to pick one, it's like man, you got. Well, we don't listen to tapes and CDs no more. <laughs> so it was like, man, you could download every song from one artist. Who would it be? Man, that's kind of that's hard. That's hard because I listen to so much. Uh, if I had to listen to one guy, or one, a- just one, you got to pick one. That's all you can listen to the rest of your life. Man, that's hard. <laughs> uh, I'll probably listen to. I probably listen. I probably listen to to Wayne. Dwayne, yeah. okay, uh, all right, I, all right. I, I would, I would. No, you know what? Now you got no. You're gonna take that back. I probably, <laughs> probably listen to Hov. I probably listen to Jay Z quite a bit. Okay, I'll, okay. Jay Z, Jay Z. All right, going with Jay Z. Adult contemporary hip hop. Jay Z. Okay, okay. That's what's up. Hey, look. Let me ask you this. You a sneakerhead from the country? Well, you got a I, pair of cowboy boots? I like to say the city. I, 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 I'm, I'm like 75% city and 25%. Okay, okay. But you, you got a pair of cowboy boots? <laughs> no, we actually take that back. I do got a pair of cowboy boots that I work in. Yeah. Okay. I, I, okay. I was just wondering because I, you know, man, I'm not a native Texan. But uh-huh. since I've been here, you know, I'm like. I mean, I've been here 20 years. I'm like, man, I think I'm going to give me a pair of cowboy boots. <laughs> then, then I realized that if you want like a nice pair, man, that's, you know, yeah, you coming up off a of grip. So needless to say, I don't have any. They, <laughs> they still on the shelf in the store. Man, all right. Yeah, recommended podcast. You listening to any podcasts? Um, I wouldn't really, I didn't really know too much about podcasts, so I got the sneaker business. Um, I had the pleasure of being on the podcast with Cake and Conversation. It's about, a, uh, it's, it's basically, it's a guy from the old town I, I went to high school in, Angleton, named, uh, I call it, his name Jay Vite. You can find him on Facebook. Uh, okay. the podcast is pretty good. He basically goes around and he looks for upcoming, uh, business owners or, um, and I give them a chance, you know, to let everyone know about what they got going on and, and what's coming in the future. He's a, a really good one. 
um, let's see, podcast. I, I don't really, I'm not, I'm not going to say I listen to a lot because I don't. That's the first show I really got into and listened to. Uh, I think the podcast is pretty cool, so I'm, I'm definitely looking to get more into podcasts. Especially okay. since I request to do them, so it's, it's all right. <laughs> you know, uh, get into more of them. I, I think they are cool. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So that your recommend, Cake and Conversation, that's the name of it, right? Cake and Conversation, yep. Cake and conversation. Cake and conversation. All right, man. Oh, yeah. All right. So now this next segment. Go ahead. You got another one? Go ahead. No, actually, I was just saying, elaborate a little more on Jay Vite. It's called Cake and Conversation because he has a conversation with the, the artist or the individual, and he brings their favorite dessert to the uh, interview. So you eating your favorite dessert while you, you know, conversate. Okay. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that premise. I like that premise. So we're gonna have a conversation. Feed your sweet tooth. Okay. All right, man. This next segment is called Rapid Fire. I'm gonna ask you ten questions. Okay. I'm gonna ask you ten questions, and I just want you to—they're kind of like either or type questions, man. I just want you to just boom from the top of the dome. All right. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Favorite ice cream flavor? Butter pecan. Say a word in Spanish. Underlay. What's your favorite day of the week? Friday. We just talked about cake and conversation, so cake or pie? Cake. Big dogs or small dogs? Big dogs. Okay. Have you ever slapped someone in the face? Yep. I'm not gonna ask who. We're gonna leave, we're gonna let that be. <laughs> Have you ever tasted soap? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, here we go. If the toilet paper roll is really low, but it's not completely out, do you replace it or leave it for your wife? <laughs> hey, I hurry up and get another roll. I get another roll. <laughs> Sometimes I do, or sometimes I will let it go bare. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> okay, okay. What's your favorite clothing brand? Jordan. L.A. or New York? L.A. If Tupac appeared before you right now, what's the first thing you would ask him? What's the first thing I would ask Pop? Was it working? Okay. And then the last question. If you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? If I could have a superpower, what would it be and why? The, I would probably say invisibility. (coughs) Okay. Why invisibility? Sometimes I don't want to be seen. I, I just don't. I I, I I like to be out to myself. So I okay. Would say. okay. Okay. That's what's up. Man, I appreciate you participating in Rapid Fire. We got one more segment, man. One more segment. It's called You Didn't Ask. You Didn't Ask. 
this segment, you get the opportunity to share any unsolicited advice that you would like to. Nobody asked, but we're going to give it to them anyway. So what would you like to share for okay. you didn't ask? Okay, I have two. One we talked about before, and then I got one that came to mind. The first one is get authenticity before you buy kicks. Like, go get some help from someone who knows kicks. Don't just buy kicks because the price is right. Especially if you didn't buy it straight from the store or you, you know, or you just don't know your kicks. Yeah. Go get some advice from someone who do know kicks. If you can't, if you get, can't get a hold of somebody, feel free to hit me up. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm here for you. So custom kicks okay. now, I, I, I offer. And then the uh, second thing I, I would say, if anybody going into business, be careful doing business with family. You know, you know, you gotta. Yes, you family, but at the end of the day, family would. I'm not saying all family would, but you got family who just expects the the the, the family discount, and they rate is probably like 95 percent off. So, <laughs> so uh, be careful. Come on, cause we family. Hey, nah, we family, but uh, I got I got bills to pay just like you. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. I appreciate it. So b before we go, man, I want to ask you this. So obviously you said, you know, man, get the authenticity before you buy. Who's making fake sneakers? Man, you got people. Like where, like where are they coming from? Like I've always wondered that. Like who's making this pair of J's that look just like J's, but they're not real? And you can you can find them. Most of them, I, 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 I've been seeing stuff where they're coming from these factories in China. Or you got people who who good at making kicks. Because now you got people who in the States who can make kicks. And, and they look so, so, they look so real. They look almost like the legit pay. They just, they just getting that better. So that's why I tell people, hey, you better, you better know your kicks if you're not going to buy them straight from the store. Because uh, you got people out here who, who are selling fake people. And some of them, you can see right off the back, they fake just by the colors. So if you know the colorways of your kicks, you'll know if they, it's a, if it's been a, a release you or not. So. Okay. Okay. That's good stuff. Charles Cannon of Illustrious Souls. Man, thank you for blessing us with your presence tonight. Really Perfect. appreciate you joining us on the network. Thank you. I appreciate Happy. it, brother. Yes, sir. I, I I thank you so much for having me. It's a great feeling to be able to talk about stuff I love and, and get to meet new individuals, cool, genuine individuals. So I uh, thank you so much, sir. Network family, hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you again, as always, for joining us here on the network. Make sure you check out the show notes. There you can find Charles's recommendations, his recommended reads, music, and podcasts. You can also find him on social media there. You can find his Instagram, his Twitter, his Facebook. Then make sure you head over to Instagram and follow us, the underscore network underscore podcast on Instagram. Then I need you to run over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Many thanks in advance, or if you simply like to, just share, retweet, tell a friend about the podcast. Every kind gesture moves us in the right direction. Every episode we're just trying to build this network a little bit stronger, bringing you two episodes this week. So make sure you tune in later on this week so I can give you episode 21. I'm bringing in a long friend of mine actually went to elementary school with this young lady. 
She is the director of career services and the Title IX coordinator at the Southern University Law Center in Baton Rouge. Future Dr. Carrie Landry Thomas will be joining us later this week. Until next time, peace and blessings.